1: And welcome to America's Heroes Group. Today is our community outreach outreach roundtable, and it is Saturday, March May twenty first, two thousand and twenty two. May is Mental Health Awareness and Military Caregiver Month. You just heard our host Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Kleber, the co-host, Army National Guard veteran. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Production, and it's Saturday at 4 o'clock, which means you should be listening to us on Facebook Live. We are live streaming right now. You can also see our shows on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Make sure that you like and also share comments about what you want to hear on our topics and shows today. Now, we have our panelists with us, Mr. Robert Jacobs. He's a U.S. Army veteran and a PTSD survivor, and he wants to talk about his organization called Stand Before Kings. Now, you know, might have saw in our, in our social media that we originally were to have Alex Levook and also Malcolm Lee with us today. They could not be here today. So instead of talking about job placement for veterans in the community, we're going to talk about a new organization that Mr. Robert Jacobs has, has uh, started. It's a 5-1-C-3, and it's called Stand Before Kings. Mr. Jacobs, can you hear us?
0: Yes. Can you hear me?
1: Pretty good. Pretty good. Loud and clear. So how you doing?
0: I'm at peace.
1: That's always good. <laughs> unfortunately, a lot of us are not at mm-hmm. So Stand Before Kings, tell yeah, us about that. Yeah. What is that all about?
0: Well, our organization, Stand Before Kings, is truly a not-for-profit organization. We, as you stated, uh, have a 501c3 status. What we do is um, we educate law enforcement and the public on gang prevention and awareness uh we, we work diligently to help those who are looking for a way out from from the gang life.
1: I think that's very powerful. So that is something we definitely need, particularly in our in our cities and also even places where people don't think about, even in rural communities around the country. Um tell us about yeah, how sir. you got involved in this organization and how did your military experience um tie into this? Okay, well,
0: the, I can start with the military experience uh, ties into it with the uh, discipline I obtained while being in the military. So um, um, laser focus when it comes to this organization and helping those who are in need of a way out of the gang life. Um, my 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 organization was given to me one day. I was reading scripture, and I came across uh, – um, the 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 stand before kings, mm-hmm. and um, I, upon reading upon it, I was like, "Wow, there!" This is just my own personal opinion. I was like, "Wow, these are there are a lot of kings in our communities, especially in the North Northlandale area," and I was like, "But they don't know they're kings," and so and it was more or less like, "Well, how can I be a servant to those who are shunned upon?" Mm-hmm. And uh, so. I decided to create this organization and, uh, it's like I said, it's been um, around since 2016. And uh, I do all that I can to say if it's just one life, then, uh, to me, w- work well done.
1: So, t- can you explain to me a little bit, because, I mean, some of us have come from bad communities. A lot of times we use the military as a way to get out of our situation, particularly in the uh, previous generations. You know, if you're in a bad situation, especially in rural communities in, in the city, that's the way to get out is joining the military. You know, you can get a job, you get training, um, learn discipline like you mentioned. What is some of the allure of a child that might maybe they're in they're in low to moderate income households, maybe they're coming from situations where they don't have a lot of guidance and supervision. Um, what is the allure to gangs? primarily. People often say it's it's the flash and the cash, but what really do you see?
0: Okay. Well in in order for in in order to my opinion, growing up in uh the North Lawndale area, um it, it wasn't the lure of um, for for I too am an ex gamer. This is something I've never spoken about with Ms. Glenda. So I can speak from this perspective. So it wasn't the lure of the money or, or th- most people think that that's it. No, I, I needed mentors. And so the people that I looked up to were the wrong mentors, but those were the people I would consider mentors. Not everybody is lured because of the money and the, the, the flashy stuff. It's just wanting to be a part wanting to be loved, you know. Um, I can say from personal experience, I never had a man in my household to say, hey, son, or, you know, um, or not even um, strong. I would say there were strong men in my family, but they never took the time out to say, hey, look, this is right or this is this is wrong. So the streets taught me until, you know, I learned that, you know, the way that I was being taught was – uh a, a way towards a dead
1: end hmm. it's interesting
0: yeah but uh you know in some cases it, it it is the money but i think with the strong mentor uh it just takes time a conversation i had one person in uh memphis tennessee to sit down and just listen to me without saying anything and i just let it all out and 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 he understood and instead of just saying i understand or or, or uh, pretending to want to do something for me he interceded into my life and to help me to be the man uh, i am today
1: hmm. it's interesting to name the organization stand before kings because well oftentimes people uh Point to people that, especially, are from the church community and also from evangelicals, in particular. People that have more conservative sta- standpoints often say that one of the major reasons, particularly in the African American community, that um, young men get drawn into gangs is because there's no strong male figure in their in their in their life. We talk about seventy percent of yes. African Americans uh, um, households not having a father figure in the home, or or, or people that are divorced, single single uh, mothers raising yes. young men. Do you see that as a problem? Yeah. Do you see that as as one of the main draws or one of the main uh, circumstances that, that creates that that fuel for people joining gangs.
0: Yes, I, I do. I also know for a fact that it's um, it's it doesn't just stop at one household. It's the community as a whole. Nowadays, you you can't uh, say anything to anyone's child without the parent. I would say, um, disciplining disciplining the adult in front of the child. Prime example: if I should say something to a child, and uh, the parent knows the child is wrong, rather than, or I may have said something that wasn't, you know, um, something you may you you one should not say. An adult shouldn't say to a child, not profanity or anything. Rather than waiting to speak with me as an adult to the side. Uh, this parent would uh, choose to show this child that, you know, this is the way you deal with an adult. And um, so it's a lack of training as well.
1: So what do you mean by they say, this is how you deal with an adult? So is that, re- is that response that you get? So say, for example, one thing that always drives me crazy, and I, and I still to this day, I don't know if it's something supernatural in the world that's keeping me from being able to be within arm's reach of a person or a young man. Young men walking around with yes. pants hanging around around their ankles. I don't understand I do not understand that would yeah, not, I that would not i mean I remember this i have to tell this story because this is just true this is real life or me and, and a friend of mine sitting in his in his living room uh living room he has a big picture window we see a kid running away from the police he's running from the police, but he's got his pants hanging down around his ankles, so he falls down in the middle of the street so he's trying he's trying to run yeah. he's running but his pants are too low yeah, so he falls down in the street he's finally yeah. stumbling, and the cop's not even running he's just walking and and gets him. Yeah. So, wait, yeah. so I don't well, understand that, what, that that now, a lot, I know there's to a lot do. of stories about the history of that, but if you tell a child, hey, why do you have your pants hanging around your neck? I mean I mean I say hanging right next you're hanging stuff with these pants basically, but why do you have your pants around your ankles the what type of a pushback am I going to get? What type of cussing out am I well, gonna
0: you, get? Well you Yes, yes. And 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 I I've uh had to deal with this from both sides. So um, you have spoken to uh, young male adults about their pants hanging down, and pretty much if uh, you can tell whether or not their parents allow it because you'll get cursed out. But then there are some that if you approach them with love and kindness and talk to them as though they're human beings rather than shun what they're doing, uh, I get uh, mainly positive outcomes when I pull them, hey, brother, come here, let me talk to you, you know, if you have a minute and I expressed to him you know that that doesn't look right mm-hmm. and so it's all about the approach you know and I get it yeah it bothers me too but at the same time we have to understand that we're dealing with young male adults females too who didn't get what many of us received as uh children growing up and which is uh discipline mm-hmm
1: so how much how much military discipline are you instilling on these kids versus was there any discipline that you got prior to joining the military that you use as an example
0: yes and uh uh, indirectly a lot of them don't know but uh, it's how you greet a person how you look at a person how you stand when you're standing you know you try to stand erect as best as you can yes sir no ma'am and uh when they say something about that i'm not in the military well you know what it's just it's it's polite to say this to your elders yes sir no sir you know you know how it goes and uh a lot of them may not say yes sir or no ma'am but then they'll go from yeah no to yes and no mm-hmm. so that's progress
1: wow so how often how often do you see the success of the fruits of your labor uh, being passed on to these kids that you're mentoring? Is it uh how many people do you have in your organization?
0: Well, there's only four people right now in my organization uh my wife is one whom I love dearly um i i uh I see a lot of progress. I see it daily as a matter of fact uh, not only am I a veteran. Nor, and not only am I a college grad, I graduated from Chicago State with a B.A. in Sociology. Um, I I, I see the progress because I hire a lot of the young people to come assist and work, and I pay them out of my pocket. You know, um, we teach them plumbing. I graduated from Dawson Technical Institute as a plumber. I'm a certified plumber. And... uh, I just take a lot of them out on jobs. As a matter of fact, I'm sitting in my truck talking to you. Now, if I rolled the window down, I have a young man with me now working.
1: Hmm. Now
0: he's, th- he's doing a clean out right now.
1: And I think that's so powerful because I've talked to a lot of veterans that had the same ideas you're talking about who want to start trades, mm-hmm. teaching the trades to young men. Cause that's one of the things, particularly in the African American community we've lost over the last few decades people i mean young men just yes. don't get the idea of of you know they just don't they don't have enough examples of just doing things yourself going out and learning how to wire yes. an outlet how to put hang a light fixture how to put in a hot water tank how to diagnose a, a bad thermocouple in a hot water tank things yes. that are that are real life everyday well, circumstances that we could be learning so we can take care of our communities that's
0: right and um another another group of people that i'm geared towards helping right now and i do this daily um it's um in the north Londale area you know drugs are uh, running rapid over there and um i would love to somehow get a building over there and uh and rehab it make one part of it um for people who are looking for uh rehabilitation to take place uh make it into a drug rehabilitation center, but also a portion of it, whereas once they um, have um, we're not going to say um, just once they become recovering addicts they'll be able to be taught how to do plumbing within that same building mm-hmm. so we're that's that's one thing that I really would love to do in the North Londale community.
1: Now, how, so when a person comes to you, and I know the power of you know knowledge, the power of knowledge can change a person's life. But how do you keep that person on the straight and narrow when a person comes to you and they and they get into a program? And I think I cannot stress that enough. I'm I'm so happy to hear you talk about the importance of giving somebody skills, job skills, real skills. Because it's something about Thank working you. with your hands. It's something about using your mind to keep you away from trouble. Yes. You have that power and that ability, and yeah. I'm not sure not a hundred percent sure if our school systems are doing a good job of that It seems like over the last few decades we've kind of gotten away from um, the honor and respect and the and the and the the power that that a person who actually who actually has knowledge working knowledge of how to make something work a tradesperson whether you're a gaffer on a on a film yes. crew or if you're just a plumber if you're an electrician or a carpenter those types of skills we don't really mm-hmm. value or treasure as much. As we as we should. That's a, that's you're teaching someone how to be a business person. But once you start that path, it's a lot of trials and tribulations to become self-employed. If you're going to be an H V C guy, want to be running a business, you have to have a certain kind of discipline. How do you keep people on that straight and narrow? What's that process like?
0: I think the best thing for us to do is just to be loyal and honest. If you say you're going to do something, do it. You know, uh, there's an old saying in the streets, gang be got gang. I'm pretty sure you've probably heard. It. These youngsters, they know. They know when you're feeding them crap. Mm-hmm. And so, um, if, if you're just honest with them and, you know, and, you, and they'll start opening up a little bit at a time, even with the adults who've been through a lot, you know, they'll start opening up. And so that's what I do. I, I, I'm i not perfect. God in heaven knows I could never, you know, be, get that type of status. But what I am is I'm honest. Mm-hmm. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. If I say I'm going to teach you something, I'm going to teach you. The, the gentleman that's working today knew nothing. He knew, he knew nothing about plumbing. I can take him into Home Depot now and I can tell him I need this, this, and that. And I guarantee you, he's going to come back, and he's going to give, he's going to have what I asked him for. Mm. You know, um, I would, I would love to start a construction company up under my organization. But then, you know, the, I, I get discouraged because of all the red tape. They make it hard for people like me who have dreams and plans to do and to help people escape from the type of lifestyles that's holding them back and becoming productive citizens. So, what? I, lately, I've just been using my own funds, my wife and I funds, to help. If we can just, like I say, help one person, you know, then mission accomplished. And I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing. I have a five hundred one status, and and still hasn't used hasn't used it. But I'm glad I'm glad that I have it. And you all helped um, American Hero Group helped me to obtain that. Wow! That's I was good. guided. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Spoke with Miss Glenda, and she introduced me to a, a very, very nice gentleman. And uh, th- there was no no. He listened. He and he respected what uh, I wanted to do, and uh, he said, "I'm going to help you." And he helped. But before he said that, uh, Miss Glenda had already said he was going to help me. She made sure that happened. So I'm grateful for America's Hero
1: Group. I really appreciate that. And that's what we're here for. They're here to help people and t- try to empower people and provide solutions, solution as opposed to just complaining about a problem. I mean, there's so many yeah. shows and so, many, so much information that complains about a problem but doesn't really dive into trying to solve a problem. And God forbid you actually try to stop the problem because you may be run out of stuff to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we keep talking about yeah, the Yeah, you're right about that. You're right. you're right about that. Now, in your, in your yeah. life, you're a PTSD survivor. So how does – does that yeah. any did any of that – any of that effect come from your childhood when you were maybe in gang life versus how much of that came from anything you've experienced in the military?
0: <laughs> Everything that happened to me as far as PTSD, I obtained that through the military. Mm. So, you know, I mean, I wasn't out here once again, I, was out, I can say this, I was running around wanting to be a part of something. And the so-called people I hung with were like a family. So, you know, uh, my PTSD didn't come from there. Escaping going into the military saved me mm. from becoming one of these people that, you know, uh, the people that I'm attempting to uh, to help and showing that there's a better way of life than the life that they're living. So, no, uh, my PTSD was, um, um, I obtained that in the military.
1: And this is about 30 seconds left. So when, when did you realize in your gang life, you know, when did that kind of happen when you realized that you had to go do something different? What was that event that triggered you to join the military?
0: Okay. So this is my, when my grandfather said, you, got, you have two options. If you keep living how you're living, you're either going to wind up dead or in prison. And my grandma my granddad was a man of truth. And when he looked me in my eyes and he gave, he told me those were the only two options I had. I just didn't want to live that way no more. I just did, wow.
1: and I thank God that I did go into the military. Well, wow. that's good. Good last words, Mr. Jacobs. Thank you for your time. We appreciate Stand Before Kings, your 501c3. That's active now. How do we get a hold of, five, of Stand Before Kings? How do we reach you on social media? Phone numbers you mind to give us?
0: Yes, uh, I can be reached at 773-991-4285.
1: We appreciate your time, and thanks for all your hard work.
0: I appreciate your organization, I do. God bless you, and God bless America's Heroes Group.
1: This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back.